TD Bank is committing more than $100 million to an equity fund targeting minority-owned small businesses having trouble accessing capital. Michael Ennis Thompson, TD's Head of Community Lending and Development, joins us to discuss the particulars of the fund, as well as other big plans that the bank has in motion. Actionable insights can help power smart decisions. Each week, the BAI Banking Strategies podcast focuses on important issues facing financial services leaders, as well as the emerging trends that are rapidly reshaping the financial industry. I'm Terry Badger, your host and the managing editor at BAI. Pull up a chair and join us. In the past year, banks in the U.S. have stepped up their public commitments to make more capital available in underserved areas. TD Bank is one of those institutions. It's created a $105 million fund aimed at minority-owned small businesses. Our guest this week is Michael Ennis Thompson, TD's Head of Community Lending and Development. He's here to talk about the fund and about an even bolder initiative that the bank is undertaking. Michael, welcome to the BAI Banking Strategies podcast. Glad to be here. Michael, could you start us out with an overview of TD's new equity fund? I've already mentioned the size of the fund, but could you tell us a little bit more about where the idea for this came from, how the $105 million breaks down in terms of how it's going to be allocated, and who it's intended to help? The, uh, the community development managers who work within the markets with government officials, local nonprofits, to really determine needs assessments within the market. And so... The equity fund was a derivation of what was understood to be a need in the market, especially in light of the events of COVID that impacted so many businesses, but disproportionately Black and Latinx businesses. So this initiative was brought forward as an effort to try and help address the challenges with access to capital. The fund is divided into two pieces. There is a $75 million SSBIC, a Specialized Small Business Investment Company initiative. And that's really designed to be for historically disadvantaged businesses that are minority or women-owned. We will actually co-invest those alongside our SBIC partner funds, which are to lower middle market companies to support both working capital and growth opportunities. $30 million will be set aside specifically for Black and Latinx owned businesses, and those will be invested in community development financial institutions or CDFIs to help distribute that money and much needed capital to those small businesses. TD bills itself as America's most convenient bank, And recently, your CEO said he wants it to be the go-to bank for America's Black and Latinx communities. That's a pretty bold aspiration, especially for a bank with a limited regional footprint like TD. What does he mean by that? And what is the business opportunity that you see with this? It is a bold aspiration. And one I do think, despite our limited footprint, we're from Maine to Florida on the East Coast only really fits well uh, in terms of the narrative. If you look at the Black population, about 65% of the Black population is concentrated within 16 states. And uh, that's according to McKinsey. And eight of those states are within TD's footprint. And so, and then when you look at Hispanic cities that have large Hispanic populations, two come to mind, 
I think of New York City and Miami well within our footprint as well. And so the business opportunities there are enormous because if you think about data from the Brookings Institute, the non-white race and ethnic groups are responsible for all of the nation's population growth between say 2016 through 2020. So this suggests that the diversifying or diversification of America is really happening at a larger or a faster pace than anticipated. And from a business perspective, if you're not committed to serving predominantly minority population, it's not good for business growth. And furthermore, it's the right thing to do. We operate in these communities and we see these as our customers, our colleagues. And so it is important that we continue to invest and strive for that aspiration to be the bank for Latinx and Black customers. Aside from the new equity fund, what else is TD doing now or planning for the near future in working toward becoming the bank of choice for the Black and Latinx communities? I'm not going to get very specific here, but what I will say is as a result of our pronouncements in support of anti-Black racism and really doing our part to help address inequity in Black communities, we're assessing our products and programs to see where there are opportunities to really be more inclusive. Financial and economic inclusion are at the top of our list for our customers. And so we want to make sure that in every aspect of our business where we're operating, that that's something that we are very mindful of. And also recognizing that financial education will be a key component and wraparound service as we look to figure out how we embed that in our products and programs. I do want to bring the conversation back around to the equity fund. We often hear about big corporate initiatives, be they in banking or other industries, that they need to have clear buy-in at the top in order to really go anywhere. It sounds like you have that all-important buy-in from your CEO. It really seems that he's helping to drive the train on this. Is that a fair assessment? That is a very good assessment. And when the concept of the equity fund was brought forward by uh, members of my team, I took it to the CEO and, and other folks on the team, but the CEO was very supportive. He was the first one who said, listen, I'm on board. Let's make sure we tick and tie where it needs to be, but was very supportive of this initiative and felt that not only it was it the right thing to do, but it was also consistent with the messaging to the market and in terms of pronouncements around supporting inequity in Black and Latinx communities. So far as the fund's target constituency goes, how is it different to be serving Black and or Latinx small businesses versus small businesses that might be, say, white-owned or Asian-owned? And what about minority women-owned small businesses? Do they have particular considerations that banks need to be mindful of as well? In our mainstream uh, small business banking, we don't differentiate amongst customers, but what we do realize here is that access to capital has always been and, and continues to be a challenge and especially exacerbated by the COVID pandemic for Black-owned and Latinx-owned small businesses. So the focus here is to ensure that these businesses continue to be successful. And that's why the fund, through CDFIs, 
which really do a good job of and are notably skilled in helping small businesses and communities of color secure funding provide that access. So there really isn't that differentiation. It's, it's just where capital is available and in terms of individuals, whether they qualify for mainstream banking products or are more apt to be qualified for funding provided through the CDFIs. Let me ask you a little bit about that. You mentioned that the CDFIs and the SSBICs are going to be the distribution vehicles for this, but why are they the right vehicles to do this rather than, say, lending the money yourself? After all, you are a bank and, and you'd have more control over how the funds are allocated if you did it yourself. So lending the money ourselves in some instances is a little difficult. So there are a couple of things that we're doing outside of the fund. So if a person comes to us and we cannot make a loan to them, we will refer them out to a CDFI for assistance with their opt-in for us to refer them out. As I indicated in my previous comments, CDFIs and SSBICs are really skilled at helping businesses and communities of color get access to funding. So where traditional banks cannot provide the financing, these entities are very apt at it. When we think about SSBICs, these are really venture funds that are really working in lower middle market companies that are owned by disadvantaged businesses that are either women or minority owned. And women owned businesses are not forgotten in this because as a part of the Latinx and Black-owned small businesses, there is no differentiation as to whether or not they are women-owned or not. But there is a specific designation within the SSBIC that they have to be women or minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses historically. Where do things stand in picking the CDFIs and the SSBICs that you'll be working with? Assuming everything is not all locked down yet, what are the key criteria that you're looking for in selecting your business partners? We have identified several CDFIs throughout our footprint so far, and we're collecting the requisite financial data to ensure that they meet our financial requirements in terms of us investing in an entity that is going to repay this debt, albeit long-term, that they have the capability of doing that. And the process for approving them will go through one of our CRA investment committee. And from there, we will announce who the approved CDFIs are at that point. You mentioned the historic inequalities in access to capital in one of your earlier answers. What else is TD doing or what else have you done to address that important issue that other banking institutions might be able to learn from? Obviously, this is a bigger job than a single bank can do. So successfully addressing this is going to require a broad effort, right? A broad effort is true. And every bank that has a focus on this will be contributing to helping to stem the tide here in terms of the lack of access to capital. And there are not, in my mind, a lot of very unique things. It's about the commitment that's being made in terms of uh, how we get to these communities and in many cases requires financial commitments. And I do think the differentiator here is banks, some banks make different levels of commitment based on 
where they are in their footprint. And I'm confident that TD's commitment here, we're punching above our weight for a bank of our size. TD Bank is on the Forbes list as one of the best employers for diversity in 2021. So that's a great recognition for you and certainly one that doesn't come without serious focus and effort and commitment. So what do you believe are the factors that put TD on that elite list? And how do you see that contributing to the creation and the execution and perhaps the future success of the equity fund that you're bringing out? Well, it all starts at the top, right, with our CEO and his leadership team. And the focus comes from there. It's trickled down to each of the lines of businesses. And we all have a part to play in terms of executing against that strategy. And TD's commitments to his colleagues, customers, and communities is also consistent with how we arrived at the uh, equity fund that we have been discussing throughout this podcast. And just by way of an example, expanded representation and leadership roles is also a key focus of us going forward. So there's been a commitment for Black representation in terms of the executive levels to be double by the end of 2022, and just minority executive representation across the bank to be increased by 50% by 2025. So those are some very aggressive goals to meet, and but that shows the commitment to continue diversity across our organization. And I couldn't be more proud to work for an organization that has such a commitment. Michael, let's wrap up this conversation with some news that maybe our listeners can use based on your role as a leader in community lending. What is the best bit of advice you can think of on the spur of the moment here that you would give small Black and Latinx businesses on how to be successful for the long term? I would say seek out community development financial institutions or CDFIs in your market. They provide not only access to capital and low-cost capital, and in instances where traditional banks cannot make those loans, but they also provide technical assistance in helping businesses with things such as accounting, legal, and other aspects of how to write things such as a business plan to really set businesses up for success. And that's the key thing. Investing capital in a business is one thing, but sustainability is the long-term goal, and that's what will make businesses be able to create jobs and economic development for their communities. And a big part of ensuring that long-term sustainability is getting access to the necessary capital to turn those business plans into business actions. So Michael Ennis Thompson, Head of Community Lending and Development at TD Bank, many thanks again for joining us on the BAI Banking Strategies podcast. I appreciate you having me. And again, it's been my pleasure. A few takeaways from our conversation with Michael Ennis Thompson from TD Bank. First, TD is seeking to help address an historic challenge that minority-owned small business owners have faced in getting access to capital to run and grow their businesses. This challenge was amplified nationally during the height of COVID, with statistics showing that Black and Hispanic entrepreneurs were underserved by the Paycheck Protection Program, with many not meeting the program's rules and others lacking the right banking connections. Of course, TD's $105 million allocation is not the only commitment aimed at making access to funding more available in the nation's under-resourced communities. A number of other banks have announced programs whose overall value runs well into the billions of dollars. Whatever the dollar amount is for these efforts, 
the need that has built up over the decades is almost certainly greater, making broad bank participation necessary for success. And finally, Michael's best advice for minority-owned small businesses is to tap into the expertise and connections offered by community development financial institutions. Along with being a valuable conduit for capital, CDFIs can offer fundamental services like planning assistance, financial advice, and technical training needed for the long term. For banks, CDFIs can serve as effective partners in working with these smaller dollar enterprises. Thank you for listening to the BAI Banking Strategies Podcast. I'm Terry Badger, Managing Editor at BAI. Please come back next week for our next conversation on an important topic for the financial services industry.